the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Wrapping up today. It should be a better week next week. It's weird to say that because I'm blaming COVID for a rough week of shows. Doing a little double duty, sleeping about two hours, three hours a night between helping my kids get through their final week of school. And staying on top of the markets. I have to stay on top of the markets. It's kind of important to me. A um, couple things to think about. Investors are a nervous wreck right now. <clears throat> That's probably the best way to describe it. It's not beautiful. It's problematic. In the sense of you can't get too constructive here until you either see the markets give up with a high VIX reading of 40. VIX reading is a volatility index. We're going to get some important information on inflation. And that's really what the Wall Street is looking for in making decisions moving forward. As far as real decisions. Right now, it again, I feel we're a nervous wreck. You don't make a lot of good decisions in your life when you're a nervous wreck. Crucial inflation report today. We'll talk about that and much, much more. Um, yesterday was big tech, big valuation companies that dragged the market lower. Names like Meta, Amazon, and Apple. In March 2020, when the pandemic was still very fresh in the United States, people were referring to it as, um, it'll play itself out. Um, quickly. And it didn't. And Wall Street started seeing the words shut down and locked down and stay at home. Trump said it'll you know, be gone in a week. Maybe a handful of Americans will get the cold and, and move on. And then flash forward a couple of years, it's a million dead. Not a couple, a million. My mom, one of them. Now, I'm willing to say my mom was on the elderly side and she could have gone from a, you know, having a penny fall on her head. But with that being said, official cause of death of COVID. So Wall Street was dealing with this and was was become very nervous. And I said very clearly at that time, um, it's buying opportunity of a generation. For some of these tech names that are pulled back right now, they've had outperformance to the point of people bought them just to buy them like apple like amazon like meta meta being facebook i hate saying that just again when companies change their name like google changed their name to alphabet and they still call them google i just don't like the name alphabet it's saying that's a weird thing to say out loud because if i were doing a show in the morning i'm like hey alphabet stock is moving higher today you'd be like alphabet like abc no 
like the search engine. So yesterday was pretty ugly, a nervous market wreck. NASDAQ down 2.75%, SP 500 down 2.3%, Dow Jones at a slow average down 1.9%. Bitcoin down four tenths of 1%, sitting at 30,185. Um, 30,000, 29,000 seems to be the, the line drawn in the sand for Bitcoin. Uh, will it go lower? Meta down 6.4% yesterday, down to 184. How much of that is Sheryl Sandberg leaving? And how much of it is Mark Zuckerberg has to go? And I don't think Mark Zuckerberg cares for writing for office like Sheryl Sandberg does. I do think Mark Zuckerberg cares about being the most influential company in the world. And again, this is just from things we learn over time. Gas is now more expensive than Bud Light. Average U.S. gas prices top $5 per gallon for the first time. Many experts predict that we're heading towards $6 and beyond this summer. Why is gas so high? And ultimately, because I'm doing double duty this week as my spouse is COVID. Ultimately, I've been driving more. And if I don't take the electric vehicle, I feel psychologically like I should take the hybrid. Hybrid or electric, don't go gas. I have a just a normal truck to come on Toyota. And I, I won't drive it right now. I feel like gas is too stupid. And I don't use it or it's stupid to make me look ignorant. It just it does it's not working right now. So I'm driving a lot. It's driving me a little crazy. Shuffling kids to parties and end of the year kind of things. Uh, Americans are ramping up travel during the reopened summer. Okay, I get that. Yeah, that's one of the reasons gas prices are so high. There's not nearly enough supply to satisfy demand. The war in Ukraine has taken a bit of a of the Russian oil off the market. Not a bit, a lot. While U.S. refiners are basically at capacity. So even if we had more oil, the United States can't refine it. One of our solutions is to build more refiners in the United States in areas where the oil has to travel less far to get to. Here's the problem. Most people in America will say, not in my backyard. And I totally get that. I don't want a refinery in my backyard. There's a refinery across the bay uh, maybe 10 miles, 15 miles from my home. And when you drive through the city, you're like, oh, it's the refinery city. <laughs> oh, it's... And every now and then there's a fire there, a chemical fire, and the whole city shuts down. And I'm talking like once every 10 years, not a regular. But we need more We need more refining. In California, we love our trees and we love our oceans. And we, we, go, we don't want refiners here, but we'll gladly take the gas, the refined product of oil. So we need more. If you want lower gas prices, that's what it's going to take in the long run. In the short run, we need the Russia-Ukraine thing to stop. I don't see either of those happening right now. Airfares in the United States skyrocketed 18.6% in April from a month earlier. That is almost exclusively driven by a jump in jet fuel prices. Law enforcement, a sheriff's department in Michigan, instructed its deputies to cut back on Visits for non-urgent calls <clears throat> because it had blasted through its fuel budget. Now, wait, 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 wait. Did 
I read some crazy reports last week on how gasoline prices are affecting America. Not Rob Black driving his kids around. Um, I read some crazy reports that school districts are running out of money because of busing and the high cost of energy to get our kids from point A to point B. Okay, now I, now I get it now that I'm doing it this week. <laughs> I, I totally get it. But law enforcement is saying don't respond to certain calls because we don't have the gasoline. It's funny because now I'm going to start seeing cops on the side of the road just parked and not necessarily turning on. There we go. Oh, it must be the gas prices. Listen to the, this. Not only is it the police not responding, we're cutting back on visits. But an ambulance crew in Pittsburgh said it's limiting its service outside of 911 calls after a similar budget crunch. Um, lawnmowers are suddenly the ire of politicians in California. This is so California, isn't it? They want to put a surcharge, a tax um, on lawnmowers, ultimately in your neighborhood landscapers, trying to move them towards electric mowers and away from gas-powered mowers. They're not efficient and they're very polluty. Anyhow, gas is on the mind, right? Market is a mental wreck right now. You can find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter Roblox Show, YouTube Roblox Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. One of the people that is incredibly difficult to discuss on radio and television is Elon Musk. He, on the outside, appears to be this genius engineer. And yet, he didn't start Tesla. He stepped into Tesla. Same thing with what he's considering doing with um, <clears throat> Twitter. We all know he can engineer and help engineer rockets to the moon, but he's also kind of cagey when it comes to tweeting and sending out messages. And some of his messages are laced with jokes. Some of them are laced with sarcasm. He seems to like to be in the news cycle. I hate it. Um, in my town that I live in, anytime I go to the grocery store and I get recognized, it's quite a nice compliment. But then I spend like 10 minutes afterwards, 15 minutes afterwards going like, I wonder if I had food on my teeth. I wonder if like, I just, I just don't like being noticed. Even when there's compliments and nice things that happen, it, I'm a little anxious. Today's going to be an interesting day because Wall Street is clearly and specifically um, on edge, looking for inflation information. And here's the craziest thing that I'm going to say in a long time to you. Um, inflation's really funky right now. Yesterday, I gave you a lot of examples on how you're getting less content of food in your packages. It's a great trick by food companies to say, hey, if you want Frosted Flakes, it's going to be a 14-ounce box. The box will be 10 inches tall. And now what they're doing is making it 13 ounces of Frosted Flakes in the same exact size box. It's their way of not upping price on 14 ounces, but kind of just dropping the how much they're serving jail. I saw one this that, that's gonna give a this next story is gonna give people a lot of cringiness. You know that rooster 
on that bottle inside your fridge. You know the one I'm talking about? The one t- called hot sauce, sriracha. Um, there's a severe shortage. Why is there severe shortage? And when you read that bottle, it's it's funky because you see Hoi Fong Foods, massively popular California company. I don't know if anyone outside of California knew, knows the name of the company. There is a sriracha factory in Southern California that it smells of peppers. It smells of peppers. You know when they're making it. It is a magic condiment and there is a severe shortage. Why is there a severe shortage? Drought. Fascinating that I get to talk about drought when I'm talking about Wall Street. Hoifong Foods sources its peppers from Mexico, which has been experiencing the same drought as Western United States, the worst in 1,200 years. So the fall harvest is looking dry. Will Sriracha, Hoifong Foods, source their peppers elsewhere? It's a pretty good question. And in all my years of doing financial media, I never, ever, never thought that I'd be looking for that as a question to answer. Anyhow, let's go over some other issues of note today. The full story, so to speak, on Wall Street was that yesterday, again, we're starting to feel the retail companies lower their estimates on the consumer. And what that implies is when Target missed, they need to get the right product for the consumer who is a lot more value conscious all of a sudden due to inflation. Total CPI increased 1% month over month in May, which excludes food and energy. On a year-over-year basis, CPI was up about 8.6% versus 8.3% in April. It's interesting the way we're approaching inflation right now. And what I mean by that, economic data. If we were expecting 8.3% and we get 4%, you'd be like, "Whoa, sweet, that's moving the right direction. But that's not what happened. If we're expecting 8.6% and it comes in in line, we're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, what we don't want to see right now is a headline where it's way ahead of expectations. Because Wall Street has already panicked in the best case scenario where it starts going lower. So market will be well, fine. Wall Street is pricing in the current expectations. What Wall Street, a little bit higher would be okay too. What you don't want to see is a skew hard. On a year-over-year basis, total CPI was up 8.6% versus 8.3% in April. Core CPI was up 6% versus 6.2% in April. The key takeaway here is singular. There's multiple takeaways, and that's what stinks. Sometimes radio is not the right medium for talking about inflationary data. So here's what I took away from the CPI number today. And it's not great. The price increases are broad-based, including price jumps for used cars and trucks and new vehicles, which many want new vehicles to start softening in price. 
a friend of mine just bought a Toyota Tacoma truck. He likes mine, so he bought him one. And he said the markups are about $5,000. So he calls dealer after dealer after dealer after dealer after dealer. And he finally found one in Southern California that didn't have a markup. So he saved $5,000. Then he's like, okay, I'm going to take a train down to it and pick it up. Or I'm going to hire a trucking company to truck it to me. So he got 12 bids on a trucking company. Finally went with the lowest one. So... As consumers, we're being wired to check pricing. As consumers, we're being wired to look for what the manufacturing price should be versus what it's being marked up to be. He's a good consumer. But again, he's showing you that inflation is still very, very real there. The food index saw its largest 12-month increase, 10.1% since March 1981. If you've been to the grocery store, it feels like you're getting less for more. Um, it's so interesting because... Habits are changing, right? I've got solar in my home and I've become used to the free electricity that it provides. And I'm not getting lazy on it. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to run, leave the lights on all day. But I am getting used to the free energy. It's going to freak me out next time I see a big energy bill. Going to the grocery store yesterday, again, spouse is down with COVID. Going to the grocery store yesterday, I was like looking around. And uh, I'm pricing meats. And I'm like, I wonder if I can make something juicy and delicious with this or juicy and delicious with that. And if, like I bought some um, uh, soybeans yesterday, Um, edamame. I was very careful to make sure the expiration date had a pass because I'm not paying top dollar for something that's rotten. And that makes for a very hesitant consumer It's happening to me. I know it's happening out there. That makes Wall Street very, very nervous. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So this is not an environment that is great for growth. We have a lot of inflation, more than we want. The inflation data that came out this morning shows that inflation is still very problematic and the Fed still has a very long way to get it in under control. I personally, this is going to make me enemy of the public when I say this next statement, I would like to see the Federal Reserve raise interest rates aggressively. If they're going to do it, just do it. 50 basis points every other month, not, not good enough for me. Food index is up 1.2% month over month. I'm going to do the month over months. The energy index up 3.9% month over month. The shelter index was up six tenths of 1% month over month. You can see that on a one month basis, it's not taming down. Used car index um, and new cars was up 1.8%. So used cars are up 16.1% year over year. I'm thinking about trading in my used car right now, except for there's not a lot of inventory on new cars. I can get a pretty damn good price for my used car and just say, well, it was kind of a rental for the last few years. It didn't go down much in value. That's ridiculous because everything I've ever learned in my life is the moment you drive a car off a lot that it loses massive amounts of value. Not right now when people are sourcing vehicles to get from point A to point B. 
the shelter index is up 5.5% year over year. So we've heard a lot about wage inflation in the last year, but now we're starting to see cost of goods inflation. And the cost of the ability to shelter is up 5.5% year over year. Is your salary up 5.5%? The energy index up 34.6% year over year. We know that. We see it at the gas lines and uh, pumps. We see it in ticket prices of, of flights. Food index up 10.1% year over year. So I'm trying to be a wizard because I do the cooking in my family uh, evenings. And um, I'm trying to figure out ways of making meals less expensive. Crazy, right? So yesterday I spent some time looking at a new China competition bill. And I hope this is stuff that you never, ever, never have to do in your life because I'm doing it for you. And there's a lot of loopholes in the China competition bill that'll let tech giants and regulators kind of step aside of what it's intending to do. I hope you don't ever have to do that. Some other issues of note out there today. Um, Economic data. Is the focus on inflation right now, or is typically on this show? I don't have a 30 year history, but if I did, it would be damn awesome because I could say in 91% of the years, I've talked about jobs being more important than any other economic data. Now I'm saying anything inflationary, we're focused on. We know jobs are good. We're like, ah, we're fine. We'll worry about jobs when jobs start disappearing. And they will because corporations are lowering profit expectations. And the way they can get their bottom line in order is by firing people. Top line revenue, bottom line earnings. Uh, Disney's Miss Marvel. I think I talked about this this week on the show. It's been a fast week and I'm sorry again that Spouse has COVID, so I'm doing some crazy stuff in the mornings, which is my time to shine in media. But Disney Plus, Miss Marvel is getting awful reviews. And I'm not really into superheroes. I'm not really into teenage shows. So this has got the worst of the world in it for me. But I fear that it's getting bombed, not because of the writing, but because the, the character is Muslim-based. And is America ready for that? I don't know. I'm not going to go any further on that. It's just not my thing. Anyhow, other stories of note today. Um, Some analysts are starting to cut expectations for um, sorry, I'm having a bad week. I'm just not sleeping enough. Analysts are starting to cut some expectations for earnings on Streaming companies. So I saw Netflix got a downgrade today on the premise or the idea that the consumer is hitting inflation. And at one point, when Rob keeps talking about every freaking fragging day how he cooks for his family and he's spending an extra 20 bucks per grocery trip, extra 30 bucks, at some point, Rob's going to say, you know what, kids, we don't need Disney Plus. At six bucks a month, we need food. So one analyst day is putting the dots together and saying, uh, stay away from Netflix because 
that's the first thing people are going to cancel when they can. You know what's fascinating about Netflix? For years and years and years and years, we're paying top dollar for cable TV, right? And we all said the same thing. Why do I need 900 channels when I only watch four? I wish there was a company that would come out with four channels and I could, or I, I wish there was out of the 9,000 channels, I wish I could pick 20 and pay whatever 20 of 9,000 is. We have this weird fantasy, right? And then Netflix comes along and it's like, wait, wait, there's no contract for one year or two years that I'm locked in. I don't have to scroll to the bottom except the terms. And if you've ever tried to break a contract with Comcast and it, it, it's not painful, it's just stupid. Or like, yeah, I have to move. And they're like, but you signed a two-year contract, which means, did you hear me? I have to move? Yes, but you signed a two-year contract that says you have to pay three months in advance if you terminate the services. I'm like, fine, 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 fine. I'll do it. And you hate it. One of the beautiful things about Netflix and YouTube TV is if you want to keep it for a month, you can keep it for a month and then cancel shortly thereafter. Job cuts are hitting cybersecurity industry despite surge in growth from ransomware attacks. That's a bad combination. So let's talk about that for a second. So we have the inflation world where we're now starting to say, discretionarily speaking, we don't need Netflix and Disney TV. And analysts are saying that. Now, the next headline that I'm dealing with is job cuts hit cybersecurity industry despite surge in growth from ransomware attacks. Now's probably a pretty good time not to click on the ad that you just got in an email. Cybersecurity companies are seeing record growth as ransomware attacks increase and businesses bolster spending. However, the industry is freezing hiring and the IPO market is dead right now. One of the nice things about the IPO market, initial public offering, right, is when they bring a company public and let's just hypothetically make up a name for the company. When a company comes public, they're basically getting private capital money to develop their business for two or three years and show like, we can beat ransomware. We can cure cancer. Whatever their mission is as a company, we can do it. And then after they get a little bit of proof in the pudding, they're going like, let's sell it to the public. Let's go away from the private, the private venture capitalists who funded us for the first three years of our existence. They want their money back and they want to go fund something else and get a super return. With the IPO market down right now, it's slowing innovation because the stock market's down, the IPO market's down, and because the IPO market's down, it's slowing innovation to fight cyber criminals. It's really a weird connect the dots. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down, but it is a really weird connect the dots. There's a company called Cyberism that they wanted to come public and they said, we can't do it right now because we believe we're worth $3 billion. And we're fearful that the stock market will only give us a $2 billion valuation right now. A lot of companies and cybersecurity for corporations, much more of a bigger issue than cybersecurity for you. But yet you should take your cybersecurity very seriously. This is something that I hate to admit because I just sound like a dullard. But I change my passwords essentially every 90 to 100 days. And it literally is on my calendar as a recurring event. That's the thing that I hate to admit. Um, all my banking, all my financial passwords, maybe not so much my Netflix. Uh, but 
it pops up on a Microsoft Outlook calendar event, January 15th, April 15th. It's regular. There's a company called RSA, which it's really interesting because I've been in this industry 25 years, roughly. And 20, 25 years ago, RSA Securities was this pretty cool cybersecurity company. And when I say pretty cool, you're going to go, that doesn't sound cool at all. Trust me. It was pretty cool. They would sell what was it called a token keychain. And if you're at work and you're logging onto the work computer, you'd put in your name and your password. But then it would ask for a second round of verification to make sure that you're actually in the office looking at your token keychain and say, what's the number on your token keychain? The token keychain changes every like 20 seconds. This was a huge business for RSA security. And you're like, that doesn't sound very technologically. It was. Cybersecurity authorities from the United States are throwing out warnings right now on cyber activity coming out of Russia and China. So the tough stock market is making it more likely we get hacked. I bet you never saw that one coming. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. So I do a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Um, in 10, 15, 20 years, we're going to look back at 2022 as that was a really good year to invest. With that being said, we're also realistically going through a, a brand new stock market for the next 15 years. The last 15, 20 years was marked by low interest rates, which gave me, you, corporations, governments, cheap cost of money. And it has led to a whole big old can of inflation that we didn't want to open up. Do you remember when you were a kid and there was like a can of beans that you would get as a gag gift and you would open it up and a a coiled fake snake would jump out of it. That's what's happened with inflation. And the writing is on the wall. Cheap money should be gone, which we're addicted to it. I, uh, I'm playing mom card right now in my life because wife is sick with COVID. I was like, I'm going to get my kids brownies because I'm, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them I can do what she does kind of thing. I'm going to bake. I don't bake. I, I can cook food really, really well. I, I, I want to at some point consider doing Airbnb or a bed and breakfast in retirement and just be the kind of like the chef owner. Um, but the can of inflation that's popping up right now is so problematic. I promise you, we're going to do everything we can on the show to get you to retirement. The cheap cost of money is going away and it's going to change how we borrow money to buy an Airbnb, how we borrow money to buy our homes, how we borrow money to pay for college, how we borrow money to service our debt. And you could say that on an individual level. You could say it on a state level. You could say it on a federal level. That's not good. And even our government is in a really, really bad position for the next 15 years. If you believe that we are in a new environment where we're going to have higher cost of money. You know that debt clock that's in Times Square and it's always rolling. And let me just do a quick Google on it. 
it's called usdebtclock.org. If you go to it online, it will scare the bejesus out of you. It will it'll make you urinate your pants. Um, debt per citizen in the United States right now we're at three zero comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma of our national debt. The liability per citizen in the United States five hundred nine thousand six hundred fifty two dollars. That'll take higher, a little slower than actual debt. Full-time worker. It, it's the craziest. Um, Java-based website that updates in real time. And it shows you our tax revenue. It shows you revenue per citizen. It shows you our national debt. It shows you where we're coming up, living in poverty, where we're showing bankruptcies in the United States. When you have low-cost money, this debt clock is okay. But when it takes more money to service our debt, when interest rates on a mortgage jump higher, it's going to take you more money to service your monthly payment. You get that. But do you get the idea that that hole in the road? I know you're saying pothole? Yeah, pothole. That pothole in the road, it's going to need to get fixed. Otherwise, it's going to pop a lot of tires. And if it pops a lot of tires, people don't go to work. If people don't go to work, they don't get paid. People don't get paid, they don't pay their mortgage. So our government's like, we got to help people get to work. So we're going to fix these potholes and we're going to charge taxes to American citizens. But to fund projects like that, we have to borrow a lot of money. We have to hire a lot of people. And they're going, hey, there's COVID out there. I need more money. I'm fixing a pothole so people can go to work. I want more money. So there's a, a wage inflation going on. Um, this is a clock if you go to it. It'll freak you out today, usdebtclock.org. And the only thing, again, I want to throw down for you is we've always been in a bend, don't break. We always know there's a lot of debt. But when there's a lot of debt and higher interest rates, it's bad. Just throwing that down for you. Same thing with your credit card. Same thing with the United States government. Same thing with the state of California, whatever state you're in. Um, I have no interest in commenting on the Saudi golf tour. Just so you know, there are things that I will not go to. Goldman Sachs is cutting Netflix to a sell citing competition in consumer recession. I get that. I think during the pandemic, we were watching shows like Tiger King, which was just an embarrassingly depressing story. But we're like, well, it's better than going out and getting COVID and dying. There's a man whose sexuality is confusing to him there's a treatment of lions and tigers and bears oh my so when we look at that during the pandemic we're like ah we'll pay nine bucks for netflix that's nothing that's the cost of one movie ticket i can watch joe tiger i know you're saying that's not his name doesn't matter it is now Um, i've got to the point where I'm now waiting for the next big thing from Netflix because I kind of know I can turn it on and off. I'll probably become a six-month consumer. Spend six months maybe in Disney Plus, six months in Netflix, or six months in HBO Max, six months in Netflix. Uh, I've been in HBO Max recently, getting into some of their old series and getting into, like, I want to rewatch season three of Westworld. Are they making another season of that kind of thing? I'm away from Netflix and you can cancel it. One analyst is saying that's really, really dangerous for Netflix. 
And their one bad quarter is going to be two or three bad quarters. Worthy of note. Um, I would not rush into that at this point in time. I agree with the analysts that um, people have really started looking at what they're spending and why and what they're getting for it and why. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Take care of yourselves. Uh, Coming a little break this week. Content's been a little bit shorter, a little bit tighter, a little bit quicker. Um, Got to go get my kid finished with seventh grade right now. So, and he's in a play. <laughs> I'll give you a review on Monday. I'll tell you how many Rotten Tomatoes I give it. Yes, I'm the guy who criticizes his kids' performances. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 